This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. Well, Uber. Long-awaited draft regulations for the taxi industry and ride-sharing services like Uber came out this morning. The city's licensing and standards division says they've dramatically loosened the rules for Toronto's taxi industry while creating a separate licensing category for Uber and that this has leveled the playing field for both types of companies. Both services now have to comply with insurance requirements and they have to submit to background and safety checks, though cabs will be required to have more frequent inspections. Taxis will also be allowed to discount prices when they're ordered by phone or through an app, and only taxis will be allowed to pick up passengers who hail them in the street. The initial reaction? Well, it seems to be the same heated polarization that we have seen all along. We want to know what you think, the numbers, 416 Three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Do you like Uber? Do you think the taxis should be protected from Uber? Maybe you're a part-time Uber driver. We want to hear from you. But in the meantime, we have Councillor Jim Karajanis on the line, and he is a big supporter of the taxi industry. Councillor Karajanis from Ward Thirty Nine. Hello. Good morning and good afternoon, and how are you today? We're fine today. Uh, what is your reaction to these proposed regulations? We had requested a level playing field. This was the motion that I brought in in July, and the mayor seconded that motion. Unfortunately, what the regulations that, come, that came down this morning creates a two-tier uh, system, and one tier is for the tax cab industry, which is almost status quo, and the other one we're um, allowing Uber a free hand to to uh, roam and pillage as they've been always been doing, and not adhering to the regulations that we set for them uh, up to now. Well, um, the People proposing these legislations say uh, this uh, these licensing requirements. Sorry, say they've they've given you the, or the taxi industry what they want. They've they've put in requirements for insurance, for background checks, and for safety checks on the cars. And basically, they're saying, well, you're different businesses, so you need slightly different regulations. What's wrong with that? Uh, the uh, if you were to put apples and apples or oranges and oranges, you will see you going down the column one. Uber would be regulating its own self, so they will ask their drivers to go do background checks, and they would also ask their drivers to, to have check on their cars. When you do that for the taxi industry, the taxi industry has to submit those to the city. The taxi industry then also has to submit the checks that they do on their cars in the city garages twice a year. So one of them would be be self-regulating, the other one is regulated by the city. That's number one. Yeah, let let me just, so the response to that generally is that the taxis are usually not owned by the people who drive them. They're driven often by many different people and they're, they're driven a lot more. 
than an Uber car, which is usually driven by its owners. Is that not a valid argument? Therefore, we should also have uh, the Uber cars being uh, going through taxi through the uh, city garages in order to be inspected. What, what is good for one should be good for the other. What's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Mm-hmm. And and, they, and we've seen last summer that we had difficulties with three Uber drivers for sexual assaults and 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 the charges were laid. So the the taxi drivers have to get police clearance. They have to get uh, people vulnerable uh, vulnerable people checks. The same thing should be also happening with Uber. And their uh, Everything that they do should be with the city. The city should regulate this. That's number one. Number two, in the tax cabs, we say that you need to have cameras in order to protect the driver as well as the passenger. Uber vehicles don't have to have that. Mm-hmm. So you think they need the cameras, yes? Definitely. Under the old regime, we had that cars should be up to four years old. And cars, we were moving towards hybrid. Now we're saying cars can be safe here, seven years old, so we'll have all kinds of clunkers out there, and they don't have to be hybrid. We well, just let, well, let me just stop you there. On the, in Uber, you can see in advance what kind of car you're getting. And uh, from what I've heard from most people who use Uber, the thing they like about it, they say the, the cars are usually in better shape and, and cleaner and nicer than what they get from a taxi. Uber vehicles can be up to 10 years old right now, so we're going to allow cars that are up to 7 years old. The same thing with the taxi cab. So we're going to have cars that are out on the road, cars that could be clunkers. So versus a saying, listen, the industry, the taxi industry had four years, the same thing with Uber. We're saying now you can go up to 7. We're mm-hmm. also allowing cars out there that are not hybrid. So we'll be adding to smog days in the city of Toronto. We'd be having something like 20,000 cars downtown Toronto roaming around both taxi cabs as well as uh, Uber, not uh, the, the latest environmental uh, cabs, and, and, you know, and we'll be adding more to uh, the smog days. On the other side, Uber is um, going to be looking after its own self and doesn't really care. We're going to have some oversight, but God help us with the oversight. We've seen Uber do whatever they can in order to uh, to avoid the uh, city oversight as well as anything that the city's asked them to do so far. Mm-hmm. What about the fact that, that only cabs can pick up passengers? Um that's fair and uh, certainly something that have been they've been doing all along but in the same time as a cab is marked we should also mark an uber vehicle and somebody that gets in an uber car must know besides the app that they have that this is the uber car that they've ordered and this is the uber driver that is there now the uh, taxi cabs are um, are regulated and the taxi cabs uh, the drivers plus the uh, the the cars will will have to pay fees municipal fees in order to be regulated and that will bring to the city something like $8 million. On the other side, Uber will be paying $10 per driver as well as $0.20 cents a, a ride that will bring to the city $3.5 million, $3.4 million per year. When you look at 5,000 cars bringing in taxis, bringing in $8 million, and 15,000 cars that Uber has bringing only 3.4, you do the math, 55,000, 8 million. 15 should bring in three times as much, which is 24 million. They will only bring in 3.4 million. So there's a shortfall of $20.4 million. We, the city of Toronto, will be giving Uber a present every year of $20.4 million. We're subsidizing people that are outside our country, people that are billionaires, we're giving them the opportunity to make $20.4 million that we don't collect on licensing fees. Okay, Councillor Karajanis, why don't we uh, take a couple of calls? Sure. 
Uh, Dorothy in Toronto. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Libby. How are you? Oh, hi. You know, Sunday going to church, a streetcar wasn't coming. And we were all, there were quite a few people. Anyway, I took one of those Ubers. Yep. And it was uh, about $15 to get there, and he only charged me 10 Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, good, I can light some candles in church. I think if they paid the same taxes as the taxi drivers and they were equal in that way, I think we need a lot more cabs. They, they, funny, they say there's like 60,000 cabs in Toronto, but when you're looking for one, <laughs> there's never a cab. Well, I guess it depends where you are. Now, the, the, in terms of paying tax, generally... It depends on how much they earn driving. A lot of the Uber drivers, they just drive a few hours a week, and so they might not be earning enough to pay tax on that. That's right, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think people would have less trouble with accidents and uh, the highways and the streets and everything if people left their cars home and took cabs and had a, a deal with a cab company or a Uber company to have a certain amount a month that they pay. They almost have them like chauffeurs. It would cut down <laughs> on all the accidents and all the... Chauffeurs sound good to me. <laughs> Councillor Karajanis, do you have anything to say to Dorothy? Uh, good morning, Dorothy. Well, I I have a different view. If you have as many Uber drivers as fifteen or 20,000 Uber drivers out there in the cities of Toronto, and especially a lot where the business is downtown, can you imagine 20,000 cars downtown? You're going to get more accidents, more gridlock. If we want to get people off the off off, you know, to get them onto a, a TTC and and public transportation, we need to encourage more people to take the TTC as well as public transportation oh. versus taking Uber. Oh, excuse me. No, I love the TTC. I love the streetcars. There you go. Fantastic. But I walk with a cane, and it's difficult getting around. Some days I can't even go out. Well, if so, you walk with, you know, with a cane really and you're need looking cabs to get if they an don't accessible... Have a car. There's lots of us, you know? So yeah. I mean, I, the more cabs, the better. And people leave their cars home and not worry about parking, all that parking business and all of that. They wouldn't have to worry. They could have a, a car pick them up. Okay, Dorothy, thanks a lot for your call. To say something to you too. Sure. It has nothing to do with cabs, but you know, there's a woman, a voice on your radio station. Oh, you know, ma'am. No, I. Sorry, we have to be on topic. You can send us an email about that. Thank you very much for your call. And on Friday. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Before we take a break, Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. Or you're on the road. Sorry. How are you? Fine. Uh, I'm totally against opposite of what he has to say. Uh, I, I agree with that we should have the choice. My kids use Uber all the time. I feel safer with them because it's quick uh, and a lot cheaper. And uh, my kids are students. They don't have a lot of money to spend on, on taxis all the time. Uber is the way to go. Councillor Karagiannis? Uh, certainly, if we have the same regulations for Uber and for taxis, uh, you know, you need to have cameras in the car, you need to have snow tires, and you need to have vehicles that are safe. Uh, if that's the case, then by, by all means. And if they pay their fair share of, uh, of municipal uh, regulations, but uh, uh, municipal taxes, fine, but they're not. We're letting them off the hook. You're subsidizing uh, people that are in the outside the country, uh, billionaires. That's what we're doing. Ed? Saying that they don't have snow tires? I'm, no, sir. I'm, I'm sure most of them do have. The new regulations, I think, require snow tires. The new regulations take snow tires off cabs as well as uh, Uber drivers. Uh, 
uh, Uber cars. We used to have the old regulations. Used to the all the cabs have to have snow tires, which is safer. Now we're saying no more snow tires, which is, will make it unsafer. Really? Okay, I read them wrong. Yeah, you're just jumping all over the place and constantly changing your mind. I mean, uh, it keeps changing. You guys want everything all the time. I think it's great. You have the the right for uh, pickups on the side of the road. Bang, beautiful. Uber cars faster, quicker, and a lot cleaner. That's all I have to say. Okay, thanks for your call, Ed. Okay. We are going to take a quick break now, and we will be back with Councillor Karajanis and more of your calls back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the new proposed regulations for the taxi industry and ride-sharing companies just released this morning. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I have Councillor Jim Karajanis on the line, and he says that these new proposed regulations do not level the playing field, which is what was promised. Now, a lot of his fellow councillors disagree with him, actually quite vehemently. So let's take a listen to Ward 26 councillor John Burnside. I think absolutely uh, councillor Tara Janice is on right now, and he has a very narrow view of things. And um, I don't think... I think he's really speaking on behalf of certain people in the cab industry. And let's, and let's also uh, mention the fact that what is the cab industry? There are drivers, uh, there are plate owners, and there are fleet operators. So it's not a, a homogenous industry. Um, from my perspective, I don't have a vested interest in one or the other. I want to do what's best for the public, and I want to make sure that drivers have the ability to compete with each other, as they do in every industry. Mm-hmm. So, what what is your reaction to these proposed regulations? Well, I do. I think they're they're fair and equitable. And uh, as you know, city council always likes to tinker and hopefully make some improvements. But I think it's a great starting point. And overall, I'm very happy. Well, uh, I don't think the taxi industry is going to be very happy. And uh, we just heard Councillor Janice Davis saying. Uh, that uh, it looks like the city has totally caved to Uber. What's your response to that? Well, I totally disagree. Uh, at the end of the day, um, what we've done, I think, or what our staff has done, is, is really leveled the playing field. Uh, Janet Dave, Councillor Davis speaks about how it's not equitable, but she never actually says, she actually never says how it's not equitable. Um, You know, cab drivers can now basically compete toe-to-toe with Uber if they like. And, you know, the the concerns that were raised by the industry, such as insurance, vehicle check, uh, safety checks, checks on the drivers, those things are all being addressed. So the question is, do they want a level playing field or do they just not want competition? Again, for instance, with the safety checks, uh, the taxis are going to have a higher level of checks than Uber. They say that's not fair. Well, okay, so first of all, even even if that, that is the case, and there are valid reasons for it, but I don't think that that would actually destroy an industry, having to do an extra check a year. So that's the first thing. I think they're, they're basically nitpicking on some 
small areas, but one of the things with uh, taxi cabs, as we all know, they tend to be driven 24-7, or a majority of them are, so they are driven quite a bit more, hence the need for more checks. Beyond that, a lot of taxi cabs are not owner-operated. So, um, you know, there's an incentive if you are an Uber driver, you own your car. I think there's an incentive there to keep it in good shape. So we recognize the same incentive may not be there for the um, cab owners. But the one point I also want to make, Libby, is that cabs still have a huge advantage, and that is they are the only ones that can do street hails. And approximately, I believe, 60% of the business are from street hails. They have designated taxi stands. So the, the industry likes to say how all these things are working against them, but they don't actually ever say what's working for them. Mm-hmm. What uh, do you think is most likely to be changed by council? Well, <laughs> I haven't been here that long, only a year and a half. And But the one thing I have learned is that council is a very unpredictable place. Um, my concern is that there are certain councillors that really aren't looking out for the public. They're not looking at what's the in the public's interest. They're looking for out for the interest of a specific number of persons or a small industry. They're trying to stop competition. So the changes that some of the, those councillors may make will actually be... Um, will work against the public interest, and that's my big concern. What they will be, I don't know. Okay, Councillor Burnside, thanks so much. Thanks, Libby. Bye Bye-bye. now. Okay, I want to get to your calls, but first I want to give Councillor Karajanis a chance to respond to that. Well, you know what? Um, I have a lot of respect for Councillor Burnside. However, he's on the wrong side of the issue here. He voted 39-2. to 2. This was the vote, and the only people that didn't support it uh, was uh, two people, and he voted for a level playing field. So, therefore, if you want a level playing field, you got to make sure that everything is, is on the same wavelength. The other side is that he uh, is supporting giving the Uber industry $20.4 million a year as a free right ta- tax uh, heaven. And he said we, you don't have the public interest at heart. Uh, well, I do have the public interest at heart because at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that people that drive are in a, an insured vehicle, they're in a vehicle that it goes through the checks of the city of Toronto and not something that is done in the back alley for somebody that says that I, that I can check vehicles. I've noticed what is the, I've known what is happening. And if you go to the taxi, to the city garage, you make sure that you got a safe vehicle versus somebody that does it in the back alley and you pass the inspection. Okay, Sorry. Councillor Karagiannis, thank you so much for being thank with you. us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nelson in Toronto. Hi, Nelson. You are a former taxi consultant. You know, I'm a t- transportation industry consultant. used to lecture at the U of T. Um, the interesting thing is um, we recommended to the taxi industry here in Toronto back in the mid-'90s that uh, that this was going to happen and that they should develop an app. Uh, it wasn't difficult forecasting. We were studying what was happening in the United States, and we suggested they develop an app because, Libby, the thing that you have to remember is there was a tremendous amount of anger built up towards the trans- the taxi business here in Toronto through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, people complaining that the cab never arrived, all sorts of anger because they had and, this But monopoly. they have an app now. They have, apps, they have an app. You can order a cab through an app. Yes, absolutely. But they, 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 could have been on, they could have blocked Uber if they had brought this app in right off the bat. 
Now they, they're Johnny-come-lately with the app. And the convenience of being able to just get into the cab, not have to pull your wallet out, not have to exchange money. They could have done all that long before Uber arrived. For some reason, they didn't do their homework as an industry, and so they became num- their Johnny-come-lately when it comes to it. So Uber got to the public first, and they tapped into that anger people had towards the taxi business. And, um, I mean, I'm just taking the technique of the suspended judgment here. I don't really have an opinion either way, but it explains there was a lot of built-in anger and frustration against the industry to begin with. And then on top of that, when there was an opportunity now to stick it to the industry, but because Uber arrives, the public just loves it, uh, even though they may, yes, they're being unfair to the taxi industry, but they don't, they don't care because I think the anger is there. Okay, uh, let's try to uh, get another call in before we go to break. Ed in Barry. Hello, Ed. Uh, hi. Um yeah, nobody seems to talk about uh, the real problem here, which is uh, the way uh, the city uh, used to... Well, you know, I'm talking about a few years back now, but uh, uh, cab licenses uh, are like a milk uh, quota. There's only so many allowed each year. And if you put your name in, uh, years ago it was like a 10-year a waiting list. If you wanted a, a license, and at that time, you know, it was like $800. So if you don't want to wait the 10 years, you have to buy an existing license. And this is where the problem comes in. Right. They're, I think they're, they're, they're changing some of the rules that regarding um, whether you can change, uh, making it easier to sell the licenses, I think, at least for the so-called ambassador cabs. But yeah, so people would buy up licenses, and they were they were like a gold mine. Yeah, I mean, probably in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for a license, and this is why Uber. Obviously, there's a, there's a, a need for a lot more taxis. The city aren't isn't allowing the amount of licensing that's going out, and if if you know if they were more reasonable then uh, these people in Uber would go and get the uh, licenses and and uh, go through the, the proper channels. I don't think so. Why would they go and get a license if they can uh, just do it this way? It's a lot easier. Well, if it was more reasonable, why not? Well, they wouldn't they wouldn't be having the problems now that they're having, you know, with the city. And uh, you know there wouldn't there wouldn't be a problem if if license were were handed out uh, reasonably uh, uh, the right amount and at the right price and then why wouldn't they? Well, they're they're because uh, they want to function the way they're they want to function with as little regulation as possible. And um, it it looks like I mean, what do you think these from what you hear? Do you think these regulations are a good compromise or not? Well, I didn't really get the, the gist of it all, but, uh, um, no, you know, the thing is, um, if you have laws and, you know, these all these uh, taxi companies and owners have to go through these rules, I don't see how all of a sudden somebody can come along and, and you know, disobey these rules. These are, these are supposed to be bylaws, aren't they? Right. Well, they're changing. Ed, thank you so much for your call. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.